XP with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared Mayo. Jared, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. How are you doing? <laughs> great. Could you make that sound any faker? Oh, I'm great, Andy. Gee, Millikers. Great. <laughs> like Tony the Tiger, huh? No copyright infringement intended. Right. Exactly. No. If it's if it's not ill intent, it's not illegal. That's what I heard. It, it was his stepbrother. Um, Roni. Theodore? Roni. Okay, alright. Roni the Tiger. Yeah, dude, so what? what's going on? It's been a while since we've recorded. It has been too long, and so every time that I have tried to record with you, I said, forget that, I'm going to see a movie. You will not believe how many movies I've seen, sir. <laughs> how many movies have you seen? Three. Three? Three. Like in the theater? Yes, in the theater. Yes. Number one, I saw Alien Covenant. Oh. Yes. That looks scary. It was not scary at all. It was very <laughs> gross. It was very gross. Okay. Uh, number two, Wonder Woman. Did you see this film? I did. Did you really? Wow. I didn't know if you were gonna. I didn't know if you were gonna care about it or anything. Yeah, I've seen all the. I saw all the DC movies the within two weeks of their release. Wow. Wow. That is something. That is a feather in your cap, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Two, I mean, my weeks. cap is full of feathers. It's like a feathered cap. I was talking to Gary, our our buddy, friend of the podcast, about it, and I think I liked it more than him. Oh, is Gary not a fan? He 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 liked it okay, but he said, uh, "Well, we'll get into Spider Man." But uh, anyway, I'll I'll bring that up later. And I saw Spider Man Homecoming. Yes. 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 Very nice. So I saw those three. You know, instead of recording, I, I thought that I would do that. But I have been catching up on so many comics. Like, I am, I'm almost all caught up on Punisher. I'm, like, five away from being caught up on Amazing Spider-Man. I oh. am two away from being caught up on Bendis' Spider-Man. I read the rest of Civil War Two. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I cannot bring myself to... I started Jessica Jones, and I'm almost all caught up on the X-Men, the blue and gold titles. I did not go back and do Extraordinary or all-new X-Men. Um, but I have to go back and do Avengers. I want to do Iron Man, uh, infamous Iron Man. Now, okay, clear this up for me, man. Is Tony Stark dead? So he he's like this sentient AI thing. Okay. All right. And where do we see that? Uh, well, you see him talking now to Riri and stuff. Okay. All right. So sort of like this mentor thing. Yeah, I mean, Civil War Two, it was just so bad. No, 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 no. I I liked it. Ooh. <laughs> okay, I haven't read Inhumans vs. X-Men yet. Yeah, that starts off amazing and then just downhill very quickly. Okay, I, I, I read issue zero, but I haven't gotten further than that. Wait, you liked Civil... I know that this is a long time, like a year old, but I know, you liked I know. Civil War 2? I did! I thought it was cool! Like, I understand that the premise is faulty, like, why in the world do we have this precog? But I thought the action was cool, the art was cool. You know, I like how they had Miles Morales in it. You know, I'm a fan. The art, I mean, the art was great. Yes, the art was but fantastic. The story was junk. Now, are you, uh, are you reading Secret Empire? Yeah. Okay. So, are you reading Secret Empire? I am. I think I'm one issue behind. But like the stuff I, I having read read Civil War two a year later, I'm understanding what's going on now. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. That's all right. And I really want to see if Spider Man kills Cap. <laughs> I I don't know. I think Secret Empire is kind of hit and miss. Some things are great about it, and other things are just. Ooh. The, the, I don't like the premise, but I think that it's well-written from what I've read. The tie-ins, not as much, but I actually think that the, the scripting and the writing is okay for what it is. The mm-hmm. premise, 
I don't know how they're going to come come back from this. Like, yeah, I, I like how Cap is being written um, by Spencer, but again, like, I don't like that they did this. Yeah, I think it's going to have to do something with this this other Cap, like that's in all the foggy pictures. Oh yeah, like something along the lines with him and the Falcon and Winter Soldier with those three. Something. I think this is. I think Secret Empire is going to read much better in one setting. Everything released as opposed to biweekly. Now, do we know if there's going to be like a, a, a reset of the Marvel Universe or anything like that? I mean, I know we just basically had one two years ago with Everything Dies or Secret Wars or whatever. After Hickman's run, he reset everything. But we've kind of been spiraling down <laughs> this terrible rabbit hole since then and you know like all these heroes are dropped off and spider-man oh my goodness like i'm happy to read spider-man again because i care about this character but my man oh man like changing everything like aunt may and her husband and their joe jonah and peter are stepbrothers and he's got this parker industries and it really was all set up by dr ock when he was superior that's pretty convoluted i mean yeah secret wars was a great spot to have a pseudo reset and start somewhat fresh and and they didn't do keep, it yeah still keep all the continuity and they just screwed it up yes it could royally be. <laughs> it <could've. laughs> so now they're gonna be left to well i guess we gotta do this over again secret wars 2 secret wars crisis hmm. <laughs> on infinite earth <laughs> I don't know. They're saying that Marvel Legacy is going to kind of clear up a couple things right? until a pseudo-soft reboot in 2018 is what I'm hearing. Well, I mean, in comic book time, we don't have too much longer until that. When when does Legacy come, start to come out? I believe those are going to start in September. Okay. All right. So a couple Thanks. months from now. I can wait. I can wait. So, yeah, I'm going to take this time to finish up Monsters Unleashed. Um, Unworthy Thor. I want to read that. Mm. Uh, I want to finish Secret Empire. I want to read IVX, which, man, that's going to... It's going to be hard to to, to <laughs> force myself to do that. And I want to catch up on all my Iron Man stuff. I don't really like Iron Man as a character, but I do like Bendis. I, I, still, I still like him. I want to catch up on Jessica Jones and Defenders. I think it should what, be good. What I would like to see is you set up your phone to record your face while you're reading uh-huh. and read IVX. And, and I can just know what happens when you're, when you make that uh, face. <laughs> are you, are you reading Thanos? Um, dude, I tried to read issue two and I was like, man, I just don't care about these characters. <laughs> like I, I really tried because I read issue one, and that was awesome. I like Thanos, but Star Fox, is that his name? Yeah. And the other huge dude, and I thought Thane was going to be cool, but he's not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right, it, does it get better? Well, I just binged it last night. Okay. I had only read issue one, and then I read everything last night. And the first six issues I thought were really good. I okay. think the art is amazing. He, Mike Diotta... Diodato's style is great for this book. Yes. Seven and eight, they got a new artist. Ooh. <laughs> uh, really? Did you yeah. did you end up reading Guardians of the Galaxy number two? I didn't. <laughs> okay, I haven't yet either. I haven't either. So I guess and... I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well see, that's kinda how I feel about this. Like you know, all these things coming out, all these peripheral stories and everything. I want to read X-Men, I want to read Avengers, and I want to read my heroes that I care about. But that's pretty much it, you know? Like, when you have your whole run of your um, space people, you know, your cosmic, unless it's something like Annihilation, I don't care. Yeah. I'm I'm very uh, geocentric when it comes to that. And it really feels like a large, like 80% of the books that Marvel's putting out don't really count. Do you get that feeling at all? I do, I do, and I think that has to do with other merchandise and projects that are going on. Like, I just found out today they're doing a new Warriors TV show on Freeform? Yes. Okay, so obviously there's going to be a new Warriors book, but I don't really care about that. 
you know, so that's what that's one more title that that's on their publishing list that I don't have to read now. So I mm-hmm. feel like less guilty, like I'm less behind. <laughs> it's, it's the yeah. same. It's the same thing as the cosmic characters. Okay, so I don't have to read Groot. I don't have to read Gamora. I don't have to read uh, Rocket. Um, I may read Star Lord because I like that character, but I don't have to read them because you know they're doing their own thing, and the whole reason they have those is to sell, is to make money because of the movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's it's weird because it seems like all the Marvel books take place on the fringes, and they should all take place. Like in, in, the, the in the meat and potatoes. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember growing up, you know, you, you picked up X-Men and Uncanny X-Men. You didn't have to have Wolverine and Cable, but they were good to supplement, you know? Yes, you right. picked up Avengers and one of the other Avengers titles. Yeah, but your then, favorite character. That's it. Yeah, Thor or Cap or Iron Man. And then the other two just kind of were on the periphery. And you always picked up Amazing Spider-Man, but you didn't have to pick up Spectacular or Peter Parker, Spider-Man. But you always got amazing. You know, yep. there were these just core books, and, and they were what encapsulated the Marvel Universe. And everything else, it mattered, but if you didn't read it, you know, you'll you'll be okay. Right. But so today, you... I'm just struggling to find... Which, which ones matter? Yeah, or yeah. do any of them. Which you know? ones are your core titles? So when I walk into a comic shop, and I say okay, well, what do I have to read to know what's going on in the Marvel Universe? They should come back and say, well, you have to read these five titles. You have to read X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, Amazing Spider-Man, Avengers, and then here's the event that's going on. Mm-hmm. That's what they should answer. And then it's a, and then from there, after you read those, pick your characters that you like and try new things and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Uh, wow, what a mess. All right. Anyway, this is... The M6P, we are a comic book podcast. Yes! Yes! You can email us at m6plc at gmail.com. You can visit our Twitter. Follow us at the M6P. You can visit our website at Marvel or theM6P.com. You can hit us up on Facebook where we post all day long at Facebook.com slash the M6P. You can hit us up on our various social media platforms under DM6P, which includes Instagram and YouTube and Twitter and all those fun things. And you can also be a part of our show by giving us a call at 616-755-TINA. Leave us a message, and we'd love to play it on the air. And we are sponsored by DCBService.com. That's a discount comic book service. Get all your pre-orders, single issues, uh, at 40% off all your Marvel titles, at least 40% off. They're fantastic. And um, let me just say real quick here, they the way they ship them to you and their sister site, In Stock Trades, the way they ship them to you is pristine condition. I have a team. I, I'm a supervisor. I have a team of 20 people. And I told one of my man. I had told one of my managers. I said, "Okay, this is what you're going to do. When we ship our products, we're going to ship them like this company, DCB Service." And they were like, "DCB Service, what's that?" And I said, "It's a comic book. And if they're shipping comic books like this, things that do not matter, and they are shipping them like this, then we will be shipping our stuff like this." I had my manager who reports to me, call Christine over at DCB Service <laughs> to ask them how they get their shipping materials and how they, they package all their stuff. That's how wow. good it is. Wow. That's wild. <laughs> I have a feeling it was more like, I'm the supervisor. The 20 of you will listen to me. Listen and you to will me. ship it like I say. No, I did, no, it was more like this. I'm the supervisor. You should be reading Spider-Man. <laughs> and then they all say, but it seems like it takes place on the fringe. <laughs> and I'll say, who cares? Read Miles Morales. All right. <laughs> so yeah, DCB service, they're excellent. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. You can check them out at crpsavings.com. We're sponsored by MichaelWebSolutions.com, and we're also sponsored by The Marvelous Box. For $25 every quarter, you can get awesome Marvel graphic novels delivered right to your front door. You get you pay $25, they give you over $100 worth of Marvel graphic novels, not used, not beat up, 
not red, and they're amazing. And so I got to be them up at themarvelousbox.com. I I have to be honest. The amount of deals that DCBService.com and InStockTrades.com does, it's fantastic. But when you compare like 40% off one of these Spider-Man books that I just got, and they're now $17.99 up to $19.99 for, you know, five issues. And then you look at the Marvelous box and it's 25 and you get four or five books for the same amount of getting two of these at 40% off. It's phenomenal. It's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man. So, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, a little movie came out on Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, let me let me quick. Where did you rate it? One to ten. Oh, spoilers. What? Letting people know. Oh, okay. But but rating that's not a spoiler. No, letting the folks know, hey, you know, if you have small children in the room, yes. or you haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming, you oh, might yeah. want to not We're going to spoil it. We're going to spoil it. No, hands oh, down. Yeah. No doubt. Okay. I gave Spider-Man Homecoming an 8.5. <laughs> That's actually lower than I thought you were going to do. <laughs> I have to say a 6.5. What? I know. I know. What? It was it was it was mediocre for me. I actually liked Wonder Woman more than I liked Spider Man Homecoming. And Gary, friend of the show, he liked Spider Man more than he liked Wonder Woman. This podcast is over. <laughs> That's blasphemy. Oh, it was I wanted to like it so much. I wanted to fall in love with it. I just there's some things that just just got Spider-Man. to me. Spider-Man is your homeboy. He is your meat and potatoes. He is your bread and butter. Yes. He is your Sonny to your share, your Ike to your Tina. <laughs> Tell me about your your experience with Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, so the, the, the actor that played it, Tom Holland, right? Is that correct? Yes. Okay, he did a fantastic job. Um, Michael Keaton, who played Adrian Toomes, he did an amazing job. He was probably the best actor in the whole thing. Um, I am Batman. He, he was he was really good. He was really really good. Um, probably the best, one of the best Marvel villains in in almost any Marvel movie, I would say. Yeah. Um, but dude, how it fits into the Marvel universe? If this was a standalone movie and Marvel Studios was doing it and it had nothing to do with the extended Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think they would have done a fantastic job. I think it would have been up at the very top. But because it was set with this backdrop and interacting with Marvel, which I know that's the whole point of it. It was Marvel Home or Spider-Man Homecoming, and the whole thing was not the Homecoming dance. It was, hey, we're bringing him into, into the Cinematic Universe. If they didn't use him in Civil War, which I'm glad they did, I had fun with that, but they would have done a better job. They would have captured the essence and the character and highlighted those those things about the character a little bit more. Like, you didn't get the... I know we've already had five movies with this. I get that. But this is just <laughs> me personally. You didn't get the great power comes great responsibility. You had the starry-eyed... Spider-Man, Peter Parker, who was just all about like, when when are we doing the next mission? When when's the when, you know am I an Avenger yet? Am I not an Avenger? What are we doing? And you know, relying on the tech and everything, and he seemed smart, but like he seemed smart like incidentally, not like hey, this guy really is a genius. And I, you, I kind of got the impression that that he was smart from Civil War instead of smart from his own movie. It was kind of just like. Here or there, uh, oops, oh, I messed that up, oh, I messed that up. Now, I understand that the whole point in the movie was to get him to maybe the point that I'm talking about. So, at the end of the movie, you know, when he says, oh, I don't need to be an Avenger anymore, I think I'm going to go home and be that friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Like, I understand that maybe that's what they're getting to, and maybe he'll see, we'll see some maturity in him after that. Because, yeah, the kid is 15, right? Mm-hmm. So, I get that, but... I guess I was just let down because that's where I thought we were going to start. And so it was like, do I have to sit through this movie to get to the Spider-Man that I want to see? Hmm. What do you think? Uh, About the whole movie? 
Yeah, well, I mean, why don't you tell me your reaction to what I'm saying and then tell me about the whole rest of the movie? I see your part. I think Marvel wants to show the process of Peter Parker, Parker growing. And if he's already arrived at the space where you want him, there's going to be less growth through the next three, four movies, three movies that he's in. He has. He's already slated for three more? He'll be in Infinity War 1, the... The next Avengers untitled movie, and then Spider-Man Homecoming 2. It's going to be called Spider-Man Homecoming 2? No, it's just the, the, the placement t- title right oh, now. Oh, okay, okay, all right. So, the, yeah, the deal with Marvel and Sony was for five movies. Gotcha. But with the amount of money that Sony is making, I'm pretty sure that will be extended. So I... by having him start as a 15-year-old that's kind of learning the ropes, making mistakes, he's going to be able to grow through the next 10 to 15 movies when Tom Holland finally retires at 47 playing Peter Parker. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's true. If he's already arrived and he's running, you know, as Amazing Spider-Man worldwide, then there's not as many spots for him. I mean, I hope that's not the case. Goodness. (laughs) that, That was one of the things I didn't like. I mean, him relying on the tech and him having... I mean, because he got that suit at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, spoiler alert, he, he, the suit was taken away, and I was like, finally, we're going to see him, who he is. And we did. We did see that. But his reward was to get back who he isn't. Like, to have this suit who now has an AI, Karen, to help him and target stuff. Like, he was like what Iron Man was. Oh, help me see through this. Hey, give me X-ray vision. Give me this. this. Like, give me this tracer. Give me this drone. Like, what, what is that? That's not Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I see that point. I think he was, it was part of him exploring his powers goes along with him exploring this this new AI and this new tech. Yeah, but it wasn't even his powers. Yeah. No, I understand. And, and so it took away what the F, the essence of Spider-Man was to me because like he had to rely on his wits. He had to rely on who he was and his abilities to make these things happen. And you saw that in that obviously critical scene where he's all the 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 garage has closed in on him and he's lifting himself up and yeah that was a fantastic scene but that like that was that was one glimpse into the whole thing and then all of a sudden we're back to gizmos and doodads Mm -hmm. those doodads they will get you every time it was it was very disappointing to me i I, I had to sit and think about it for a long time, you know, and I saw it with the kids and the kids were like, oh, it was amazing. This is great. I'm so happy we saw it. Dad, did you like it? And I'm like, yeah, I liked it. And I didn't want to squash their, you know, what they thought about it. But I was like, man, this isn't if you're going to start when he's so young, then have him grow from the point of like self-realizing and then saying, oh, I then can do this or I can add this to my suit. It seemed like. They were saying, okay, we have the cinematic universe and what's going on in the comics right now. You know, he's young. Yeah, cinematic universe. And he's just starting out. So he's a little stupid and irresponsible. And he's going to, you know, he he torched that bodega or deli or whatever that was. And then it was like, yeah, but in the comics, he's got the motorcycle and the gizmos. And he's got the drones and he has the glowing spider and everything. And so let's add that in too. And to me, that's... That is something that Sony would do, not something that Marvel Studios would do. Well, I think it's kind of... I, I totally see your point, and, and I'm fine with that. I'd be fine with that interpretation of Peter Parker Spider-Man. I think from Marvel's point of view is that they had Iron Man discover him, Iron Man bring him over for Civil War, Iron Man equip him with that outfit that uh, a 15-year-old would not be able to make, and otherwise we'd be stuck a whole movie with him running around in a hoodie, you know, and, and goggles on his face. So I think that that's, that was their, their understanding for, for why he would have all those gadgets and gizmos and all that stuff. And hopefully in Avengers 4 or in the next Spider-Man Homecoming, you know, with whatever happens to Iron Man and um, Robert Downey Jr. eventually retiring, he's, he's not going to... He can't play Iron Man forever. Maybe this tech will disappear, and we'll have a movie where Spider-Man is saying, "Oh, you know, I used to rely on this technology, and now I have to rely on my my own abilities." And that's when the Spider Sense will 
come about because he doesn't have the spider sense right now in the cinematic universe. Something along those lines. Does he not have it or we just didn't see it or we don't know? Kevin Feige did an interview and said that he he may have it, but that it would be something that would slowly show up and it's it's not there right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I thought the movie did uh, I thought that this was the perfect Peter Parker out of the you know the the first two Sony attempts because this one seemed to really really capture with great power comes great responsibility in every situation he's always trying to make the best decision he, and he always gets stuck because he's got this power you know he, he just wants to stay at the party he just wants to have a good time but he sees this blue explosion or whatever and he has you know he has this power so it's his responsibility to leave the party not go in as spider-man and be the bell of the ball he's got to go over there and get his butt kicked you know I, I do agree with you on that, and I I did appreciate. There were several things I did appreciate. I don't want to be totally down on this movie, um, <laughs> well, but one thing I did appreciate is that there was no huge love interest. There was somebody he liked, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas he was in love with Gwen, he was in love with MJ, and that really was the focus of from great, with great power comes great responsibility. And I have to set my own needs aside in order to be Spider Man, but that meant setting his the love of his life aside this it was there's a bigger picture there are things that are more important than than my childish uh adventures or desires and i did i did like that because it kind of was like yeah she's cute i like her and i'd love to impress her but there's more important things so i thought that was awesome yeah yeah (laughs) no (laughs) no i i do i i get i get all that stuff I'm totally fine with no love interest for, you know, the next two or three movies. Just yeah. let me see this awesome Spider-Man beating up on Lizard and Mysterio and Dr. Octopus and stuff. I, and, I, couldn't, I couldn't help but in the back of my mind say, like, keep thinking, though, he, everybody was so scared of Winter Soldier. So scared. Like, Black Widow was scared of him. And he just caught Winter Soldier's arm. Oh, dude, you got a metal arm? That's awesome. <laughs> and, like, in that moment, I was like, that's how strong he is. He is amazing. And in this movie, I didn't see that. You know, like, I saw it during the garage scene, but that was it. Well, he was trying to hold the boat together. Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he kind of failed, but, yeah. I mean, what else? Trying. Well, his webs failed. Well, okay, so I was looking at that, and I was going, this is totally un- unrealistic. Like, water would come up and just sink the whole thing. There's no way even holding it like that would do anything. Like, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but it's a movie. <laughs> I know, but it, I, I get that. But I was like, this does not show his strength because it would be impossible. Like, if it doesn't, things don't break apart like that. They right. just, <laughs> they just sink, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, well, maybe it wasn't cut all the way through to the bottom. We could only hope. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. It was just cut halfway down. <laughs> what the, did you? Yeah, go, go on. What did you think of his supporting cast? I thought the supporting cast was good. There were a couple. It was it was strange. It was definitely a modern era type of thing that um, reflected where the Marvel comics are nowadays. <clears throat> it it probably does does have an accurate representation of the civilian population in New York, I would think. But I think one of my sadnesses is like MJ, like that killed me. I was like, is this who they're gonna pitch as Mary Jane? Like, well, let her- me bring you back to life then. Okay, Kevin, all right. Kevin Feige was asked about that, and he said that she's an original character. This is not Mary Jane Watson. Okay. And the MJ thing was just kind of a, I don't know, I thought it was a jerk thing to do, but she's not Mary Jane, so we're we're safe. Like, okay, so I don't care if he falls in love with that character and marries that character. Like, I don't care. That sounds great. (laughs) But do not say that that's Mary Jane and change her name. You know what I mean? Like, because it's not. Um, I thought Flash was an interesting choice. Um, Because he's not a jock 
Uh, he's just like a rich snob, you know. I did like his friend Ned, which is that supposed to be Ned Leeds or is it just Ned? It's a combination of Ned Leeds and Genki from and Genki. Yeah, I figured. Um, I love that Liz. Like I just assumed it was Liz Allen, but dude, one of the best parts of that movie was when Michael Keaton opens the door. Oh, right? Dude, I was like, oh my goodness, he took them hostage. <laughs> like, he's gonna kill them. And then it turned out to be her dad. And I like, how would you deal with that? Like, would you fight them right away and obviously just assume? Or he had to, like, Spider-Man had to figure out what was going on. It, yeah. That was an awesome scene. That was fantastic. Very unexpected. When, when that happened, that was probably the one part in, in there where I was like, holy cow, like... What would I do? <laughs> well, and as a 15-year-old. Right. Like, oh, my mouth would have got me in trouble, right? I would have been dead right there at the door. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. Um, I I thought how Falcon, not Falcon, I'm sorry, how Vulture had the um, the Adrian Toomes feathers, how they did that with just the the fur on the, on the coat. I thought that was good. Um, Shocker. Um, I knew, I was like, oh, dude, that's Shocker. That's awesome. Like, I, I thought there was just going to be a nod. I didn't think he was going to be a character. And then when they killed him and then the other guy was Shocker, I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Like, that, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I thought that was the anti-grav gun. Um, that was cool. Dude, th- this was, I'm such a nerd. I got so excited when he uh, webs, what's his name? Uh, is it uh, Donald Glover? Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When he webs his hand to the car and the guy's like, I got a nephew here. I was like, oh, is, that, <laughs> is that, is it Miles Morales? And then like, I'm such a nerd. I'm looking at the credits. I'm like, oh, that's, that's Uncle Aaron. That's Uncle Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that was so cool. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I, I really like Miles Morales as a character. I think he's awesome. So what do you think of the supported cast? So in this, in the MCU, Miles Morales is five, six? No, not necessarily. I mean, just because the age difference in the comics is there doesn't mean that there's an age difference there. I mean, his his brother could have had a kid while he was five, so they could be like a five-year difference. Who knows? Yeah, I guess. It'd be an interesting mentor relationship if Miles shows up and... Well, he's, isn't he's isn't Miles? Doesn't he have an animated movie that is going to come out? Is that canon? Is that in the cinematic view? I don't know. Well, some say it is. Some say it isn't. Okay, All I right. guess we'll see. I thought it was cool that they had the scorpion. Yeah, hopefully he's the next the villain in the next one. That'd be cool. All yeah. right, so you you tell me. I've been talking this whole time. What, what did you think of the supporting cast? What were your favorite parts? Well, I understand that Spider-Man's your favorite character. So, you know, when an X-Men movie comes out and is awful, you let me go on a tirade for half an hour, too. So. <laughs> okay. Um, I, my hardest, the hardest thing I had was with his supporting cast, with his friends, you know, Liz and Ned and Flash. And they just weren't the characters that I had known from the comic books at all. That was like the antithesis of Flash Thompson. Yes. Flash is like the jock football player. And this guy was the nerd history buff or whatever. Like that. So they're, I don't know if they're just going with the opposite and saying, well, you know, in 2017, um, you know, the smart people are bullies too. Or, <clears throat> you know, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and same with, with Liz. You know, I don't, I don't, I guess I'm just not into changing characters' ethnicity for the sake of changing characters' ethnicity. Right, but you have to wonder, was it, is it supposed to be Liz Allen, or is it Liz Toomes? Hmm. I assumed it was Liz Allen. I mean, she's she's in the credits as Liz Allen, isn't she? Is she? I think I when I looked at them, it, a lot of them just had their first name. Interesting. Maybe so. I I didn't catch her name, but I did look for Ned to see if it was Ned Leeds. Um, so, yeah. I, but anyway, go on. Because I kind of felt the same way, and I was like, well, if it's a different person, just with the same name. I just, I wouldn't, you know, it's the same thing, you know, when you recast Human Torch or Kingpin or whatever. And, and you know, I'm sure there, I know there is a balance there, because 
there weren't as many uh, multicultural characters back in the 60s and 70s. <clears throat> but then I saw, you know, pictures for, official pictures for Black Panther came out today of the cast and crew and shots from the movie. And it would just be weird if any of those characters were white or Asian or Native American. It would just, it would be really out of place. So you know? you're, in essence, you're kind of saying, why is it good to go one way but not good to go the other? Why is it socially acceptable to, to go this way and not go that way? Yeah, I think as a whole, we should just relax and say, this is who they were. You know, when Stan and Jack created the, these characters, I don't believe there was an ounce of racism in, in, their, in their bones. And they were like, ha-ha, let's only make these white characters for Spider-Man, you know. It, it just, that conversation never happened. And if if there's an X-Men movie that comes out and Bishop is white, I think it would be a very big problem. And it would be a problem for me because that's not Bishop. <laughs> Bishop is supposed to be an African-American guy. It, it, he just can't be a non-binary whatever person, you know? <laughs> there's, there's a, it, I, guess, I guess ultimately maybe story-wise, it doesn't take away, but visually... It's hard for me to connect. I don't. I don't connect to Human Torch being African American and Sue Storm being Caucasian, but saying, "Well, they're adopted or foster or, or you know whatever." Like, no, just don't don't go out of your way to make it multicultural. Just write. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just on a tangent now. <laughs> well, well, I, I I just let me ask you a question just for clarification. You're if would you would it be fair to say that you would be fine with these characters if they were new characters and it was it was multi multicultural yeah if they were like with zendaya's character mj yeah awesome you know i didn't care for her character because she just had a snotty attitude sure you know when she says hello and she flips him off like she's not a character that i'm drawn to to like has nothing to do with her ethnicity i'm not i i don't care what color she is but she was a brand new character, awesome, you know? And she's Zendaya, she's a, a famous person, so she'll be in the next few movies. That's totally fine. If she were to be Mary Jane Watson, who is right. know, a red-headed white model, and then Zendaya is Mary Jane, that's kind of weird, you know? Right, well, okay, and the reason why I asked that question is, is basically, look, when I read when I read the comics and Hobie Brown is in it and Miles Morales is in it and Genki's in it. And, um, you know, they, you have gold balls, whatever his name is, Fabio, Fabian, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, to me, it's like, those are awesome characters, but they did not go back and say, Hey, we're changing these characters. We're not, we're changing Mary Jane to be this. We're changing Gwen Stacy to be this. Like, they're not retconning them to different. They're, these are new characters that have their own, uh, you know, their own culture, whether it's multicultural, diversification, whatever, you know, diversity. Either way. So I get what you're saying, but because because it wasn't Mary Jane and because it wasn't necessarily Liz Allen and because, you know, well, actually, Betty Brant, isn't she black in the comics or no? Am I wrong? No, she's not. Okay, so who's the... Who's who's African American in the comics that is who I'm thinking of? Uh the reporter. Um Betty Brant is is Caucasian? And she was the reporter? I thought there was a there was a uh an African American reporter. Who's the other one that's uh it's not Betty Brant, it's um oh goodness, I can't even <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's only one. Maybe I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, never mind. That 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 argument went nowhere. Okay. No, it's fine. It, it and you know I wouldn't want any of those characters that you named to be changed either. You know it would be it would look silly if Miles Morales takes his takes his mask off and he's a redhead with freckles. Right. That would just be like why? There's, there's yeah, no like, what are that's, we doing? Yeah. Yeah, that's, or Prowler, or Bishop, or Storm, or. Black Panther or any any even like supporting characters who who we're talking about, you know. That's that's just who they are and it's it's really it's okay. And, and so I guess I didn't have a problem with that as much just because I knew we weren't going to get um Harry 
and I knew we weren't going to get Gwen. And I was actually very surprised that we got Flash. Like, I just thought they were going to throw out that cast and kind of go with a newer cast of... I mean, I thought they were going to do, according to the trailer, just all these people from Miles, you know? I thought they were going to do just an amalgamation of characters because I thought that was Genki, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they should have just kept him at Genki. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't, I, maybe, they, maybe they couldn't do that just because of the, the animated film that's coming out. Uh, it'd be. So, but, um, it, you know, the, the one thing that I really aside from the character of Spider-Man, the one thing that I didn't like was the action scenes were very difficult to keep up with, especially with the plane that was changing colors and everything. I didn't know, like, that whole 10-minute sequence, I was like, I can't even tell what's going on here, so this is a wasted film. I think that's more of an age thing, as you're getting older. That's rude. What are you, what are you talking about? I'm just about? saying, because that, that's not true. <laughs> you, you, knew, you could tell what was going on? Yeah, and, and we're the same age. <laughs> I, I know, so that can't be an age thing. I think I think some of us settle into our age. <laughs> <laughs> Others go backwards. <laughs> so you're you're saying I I'm just a curmudgeon. I'm just a grumpy old man. That's what you're I just grumpy heard. Grumpy old man, you took your girls to see the movie and you try not to squelch their dreams, you know? And <laughs> no, but I mean like this thing's flying around and the, the the plane is changing colors to the point where I can't tell that he's hanging on or not. If it was one color and maybe if it was during the day or something, I could tell what was going on. But like, it's all these bright lights. I don't know if he's holding on or if he's not holding on or like what's hitting him. Is a part of the plane hitting him or is the vulture hitting him? I can't tell, but that's maybe how I read the comics anyway. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they kick, they, they punch. What are they saying? Hey buddy, I'm, I'm just catching every other word. Okay. Uh, anyway, anyway, I really enjoyed Alien Covenant. <laughs> well, then bring him into the MCU. <laughs> um, you know what, though? One thing that I did think of, um, the night before I watched Homecoming, I watched Logan with Jackie. Like, for a second time, then? Yes. Okay. And... I'm just that movie is phenomenal, and it is so good and so well done, and it is a and a good film, like a high quality film and story. Like it's a good movie. It's not a good superhero movie. It's a good movie. That I was just I guess comparing it to that, and I was like, ah, what are we doing? You know, <laughs> we just are totally different. <laughs> we just are I, totally different. I. Could not like Logan any less. Are you? Uh, I forgot that you didn't like it at all. I just it was that hashtag not my Wolverine. <laughs> he was tall. <laughs> <laughs> I just you know I think I said it when we recorded that my Wolverine is not an Uber driver for a crazy Professor Xavier in Mexico. That's just not my Wolverine. <laughs> well, if it's any consolation, I don't think Jackie liked it either. Yeah, I don't see Jack. I don't see that being a Jackie movie. And no. you know her a lot better than I do. No, she. I was really excited talking about it, and she was like, "We can watch it." And I was like, "Are you sure?" It's like really, really hard to watch. And she's like, "We can, we can do it." I'll close my eyes, and like, see afterwards, she was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, holy cow, that is awful. <laughs> 15 minutes in, she was done. <laughs> she was like, how do you like that movie? I was like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> I'm with Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything else you want to say about uh, Homecoming? I know that you didn't. You thought that the the connections to the rest of the MCU hindered Spider-Man Homecoming's performance, but I thought it was wonderful in how it t- touched on so many various movies, from Iron Man to Cap and and the Avengers and Winter Soldier, like it was just all over the place, touching throughout the Marvel universe, and I loved that it was so connected. I I really did like at the end uh, where he he says no, that's all right, and he says this was a test, and and Tony's like absolutely test, and and then like he's you got all the reporters. Yeah, uh, I thought that was great. I thought that was spot on. I thought that was good character for Tony, and I thought that was good character for Peter. 
Um, I love that that Happy had the ring, and he was like, I've been carrying this around since 2008. I thought that was great. Um, I I liked seeing Gwyneth Paltrow in it. Um, yes. I thought yes. that was good because, you know, what did we are we never going to see her again because of Iron Man 3 and because of Civil War and all those things like but it sounds like they're doing good one thing that did make me nervous though is that they were they are um transporting uh, a, a prototype of Cap's new shield yeah they said that if you watched uh the Iron Man movie do you remember when he's he's working in his Yes, uh, factory, and he's got that half-built Cap shield. That that's what it's referring to. Okay, so it's not like Cap's going to get a different shield like the one in the comics right now, right? With the little triangle at the bottom and everything. That's just that's what the internet is saying it was referring to. I mean, I hope so. Goodness gracious! But then also in Agents of Shield, um, Coulson has the holographic shield that Cap had in the '90s. Oh, really? Yeah, he keeps it on his wrist, and somebody goes to hit him, he slaps his wrist, and there's the shield. Huh. So that's kind of cool. Okay. Well, before we wrap up completely, what what do you think about the new Warriors show? What do you think about this show, The Gifted, that I didn't even know was coming out? Um, what do you think about the Black Panther trailer, and are they actually doing a Runaways show or not? Okay. All right. New Warriors looks silly <laughs> okay uh half those characters aren't even new warriors it right yes seems like it's just a squirrel girl tv show with some uh supporting cast yeah so it looks like to me i think the black tra- the black panther trailer was amazing and my favorite part was angela bassett wearing white dreadlocks looking like storm Marvel was totally trolling us with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The gift is going to be a huge pass for me. Fox just does not understand who the X-Men characters are at all. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Runaways has already started filming. Is it a movie or a show? It's a TV show. Okay. Okay. And what are your thoughts on those four subjects? New Warriors, it has potential to be funny. Uh, if they do it right, but I'm not going to watch it. Um, I've given up pretty much on all the, except for the Netflix shows. Um, the, what was the other thing I said? Black Panther trailer? The Black Panther trailer. I cannot stop watching it. <laughs> it is, it is so good. <laughs> like It looks amazing. It looks fantastic. It looks so good. It looks very colorful. Like the blues and the greens and everything. Like, oh. It looks really good. Yeah. And um, the music that they have for it, like, it's, like, spot on. <laughs> it's it's really cool. And the guy playing Claw, uh, he's really good, too. Yeah. Um, and the way he laughs and everything. And uh, I can't wait to see that movie. That yeah. That is uh, at the top of my list, I think. And you know what? With the Marvel Cinematic U, that's how it's been. Like, up until Winter Soldier... The characters I didn't really care about have been the better movies. The characters I do care about haven't been that good of movies, you know? So I think it's because my expectations are too high or because I feel like, oh, they ruined my character. But the other ones I don't care about, like, oh, I could get into these guys. These are great. (laughs) Oh, Guardians, they're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that's that's kind of... The Gifted, no, not going to watch it. Again, I mean... I'm more interested in Legion than The Gifted, and I haven't even sought out to see to see one episode of that. So you know, and Runaways again, TV show probably not going to happen. I watched the first 25 minutes of the first episode of Legion, and it was so trippy. Yeah, I felt like everyone making it was on drugs, and they just didn't send them to me to watch <laughs> to you know, to use before I watched the show. Gotcha. I just couldn't uh, do it. But folks say it's amazing. I'm lost. <laughs> I don't get it. Is and it just on FX or where where are you getting them from? Yeah, it's on FX. Okay. But, yeah. You know, uh-huh. sometimes so, sometimes a character is so that sometimes an actor or actress plays a character so well that then when you see them in anything else, they're always that character. Right. And one of the girls from Parks and Rec is in Legion, 
Which and one? all I see is her. Which one? Who was the grumpy girl with the dark hair? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's just not that person, and it's weird. <laughs> so both her and Andy Dwyer are in Marvel-related products now? Yeah. Huh. Huh. What do you know about all that? What do you know? All right, man, anything else? We've got Defenders in a month. Oh, I am looking forward to that. That and looks good. San Diego Comic-Con is next weekend. Any any big announcements supposed to happen? Like, are we, do, do we, is anything on the horizon? Well, we will not be there. <laughs> so right. hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, Marvel, Marvel is going to be there. So I'm thinking we're going to get another Thor trailer, possibly. Uh, I don't know that they're going to announce much more because apparently whatever the title of the next Avengers movie is, is might a big give spoiler, out some right? spoilers. So yeah. they're trying to keep everything close to the vest. Gotcha. We might yeah. see some something from Captain Marvel, though. Oh, that'd be cool. I'm down yeah. with that. Good old cool Carol Danvers. Yeah, it'd be great to see her suited up. Yeah, in any costume, but yeah. Well, I don't think she's going to be in the black bathing suit. No, that's a bummer. Yeah, that's my Captain Marvel. I know. They cha- They totally changed the character when they changed the costume. Keep the same character. Keep the same Carol. Well, <sighs> this could be a whole other episode. <laughs> oh, boy, oh boy. That's too bad. <laughs> All right, this is the M6P. Thank you for listening. Again, you can visit our website, uh, the M6P.com. You can email us at M6PLC at gmail.com and on Twitter at the M6P. You can follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the M6P. Hit us up on all the social medias under the M6P. And you know what? We'd love for you to be a part of our show. So give us a call at 616-755-TINA. Leave us a message. As long as it's an amazing message, we'll play it on the air and you can be a part of our show. And we are sponsored by DCBService.com, Discount Comic Book Service. Go there, pre-order all your single issues for 40% off their sister site, InStockTrades.com. Get all your trade paperbacks and graphic novels there. Sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, www.crpsavings.com for all of your Office Depot and Office Max needs. Sign up for their membership and save on everything they carry. We're also sponsored by MichaelWebSolutions.com. And lastly, we're sponsored by The Marvelous Box. TheMarvelousBox.com is the site you want to go to. Sign up for $25. You get over $100 of Marvel graphic novels sent right to your front door. All right. So until next time, this is the M6P. (laughs) 